We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I bleached my entire bathroom. That's not where I thought that thought was going. (laughs) I bleached my entire asshole. Um, I knew you'd want to go in there. I wanted to clean it up for you. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I don't know why I can't look at you. It's But we've been doing this for a year and a half and every time you I count. I always think I'm like going to forget my name. <laughs> there, was a, there was a stretch where we just never got it right for like... I know. 40 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, many episodes. I don't know why it's the most difficult because it's, it's the only part that is not off the cuff. Yeah. And it's the most difficult part. Yeah. That sounded like, we never know what we're going to talk about. We just kind of were always surprised about that's But it, for that's the only structured part, and it is always the most difficult. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Besides reading an email. And even then, sometimes we're not great at that. True. But you guys love us anyway. Um, at the top of the at the top of the episode, I want to plug our socials because I forgot to last week. Oh, you did? Mm, I was listening to the episode. And I'm like, how could I have forgotten? Oh. So we're doing it at the top. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at the Holy Hour. Email us at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your spicy emails. We've been getting some super spicy emails. Oh, Gatsby hates this part. He just left us. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sick of hearing your handles. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we love hearing from y'all. Um, we recently got a feature on uh, what's that? Rank the podcast. Mm-hmm. Rank the podcast, or is it Rank the Pods? I think it's Rank the Pods. Like I think that's their handle, right? But, yeah. Um, but we got a little feature, which is very exciting. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten a lot of new friends on social media since then. So yeah, and a lot of enemies on TikTok specifically. There, so <laughs> obviously the people listening to this podcast are not these people, and not like the things we post on TikTok are bits of the episodes right so i wouldn't i'd like i'm not surprised if people aren't like going to our tiktok to watch the videos of the podcast i already listened to that's fine it's yeah it's for acquisition but there is a certain brand of man who will find us and they'll be like they're this kind of guy who's like oh this is a sex podcast because the interesting thing about sex is I like sex Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and me a man I want to tell you about how I like sex and then they get mad when we're talking about our hairy buttholes yeah they're like wax it they're like 
this is so gross. And then there's also guys that are like, oh, do you call this comedy? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm T- sorry, you have a bad tell sense me of humor. buttholes aren't funny. They're <laughs> hilarious. That's coming from me, the ass uh, shaman. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to tell the ass shaman that buttholes aren't funny? Uh, well, and then when Take they're just lap, like Chad. taking time to like be a dick in the comments, I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, you're like so interesting. How can I impress you? <laughs> I don't like, what do you think's going to happen? I'm going to be like, <laughs> Oh my God, do you live nearby? Let me suck your dick. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are they it's trying just, to get from? Yeah. Well, because, I, I, and then I'm just like the opposite kind of person. Like, I'm not going to engage with a video that I think is dumb. I'm going to hit the like, not interested. I am on TikTok to only see things that I like. I'm not, I'm not, it's like Pinterest to me. I only want to see things I like. You're right. I'm not going to engage with something I don't want to see. That's the thing is like they're commenting on these things being like, I hate this. And it's like the algorithm doesn't know when you type, I hate this. They just know that you engaged with it. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Now you're going to get a bunch more of these videos. Well, so I've been blocking them because I like people oh, I who figured. leave rude comments just because I'm wondering if there's an opposite end of the algorithm for creators of like, oh, they keep blocking this kind of person. Oh, Maybe I'll stop serving. But TikTok doesn't give a shit about creators, so I don't really know <laughs> loud preach that's so fucking true <laughs> but they really don't yeah i mean i just like and maybe i don't even really think it's petty that i'm blocking these people it's just like i don't, I don't give a shit like i don't i don't want to hear you fucking talking right <laughs> or read your dumb comment that is misspelled i think that this shit has started to get to me more recently because my personal tiktok has so much hate on it right now because i'm just getting more followers so there's like more hate that's coming along with it and it's just it's not even like the hate is bothering me it's just the same exact comments over and over the the same stupid comments and i'm just Mm -hmm. like shut the fuck it's just annoying i'm like you're taking the time to be a dick it's sad i'm like i'm sad for you that your life is so sad that you have to make other people sad i wonder if it's like when like your cat like if a cat like starts clawing your furniture, they know you're gonna chase after it. <laughs> yeah. So they're like they're it's they just want attention. Uh huh. They don't care how they get it. Uh huh. Because yeah. that's literally what Gatsby does. Look at him. He has a sweet face, but he comes around and he claws all my shit. Fucking so. Meow started clawing the back of the couch whenever she's trying to cover up her shit in the litter box. She like covers up like the ground around it too, and she's... then she like covers up the couch too. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, that's not. She's a little blind. <laughs> her eyesight's going, but at least she's polite. Bless her heart. That is, that's true. She is polite. She's, she's like, I don't know if it got up here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just like I don't know. I know misery loves company, and there are a lot of really sad people out there. But it's just like, shut up. Well, I also asked Mr. Liz, like, what. like we should do Mm. i was like what would you do yeah and then he was like i just would ignore them and i was like that's probably the best thing but sometimes i can't help myself like yeah like the guy who's like sigh this is such stupid god yeah just like this is so ignorant and i was like oh my god you're like so cool Right. Will you please tell me about Dune and NFTs? Oh my god! And people got so mad. I, I brought Dune the- into the. I was like, it's not even about Dune. It's about people like you who won't stop talking about Dune. I could not. It's a the great movie. The co- but the shut the fuck up. <laughs> They're like, hey, you don't need to bring Dune into this. 
I'm like, have you seen the 80s version? It's awful. <laughs> oh, another white boy to save the day. Uh, Speaking of white boys, Timothy Chalamet. Doing? Yeah. His sister. Oh, no. Pauline Chalamet Ooh, is in um, The Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, shit. She's an actress, too? Yeah. And she has... She's so cute. What she looks like. Does she's she look a, like him? Um, their faces look alike. Pauline Chalamet. And um, if anyone's looking for a binge-worthy series, Sex Life of College Girls is one of the like best shows I've seen in a long time. Oh, and it, it's just like a really good watch. It's funny. It's sweet. It has like it. some really important moments. There's a lot going on. And the, the underlying message is men ain't shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there's a lot of terrible men in that, in that show. Um, what time does it take place? Is it like now? modern day? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I really, I'm looking forward to starting it. I am um, almost done with you. I have <gasps> six more episodes. Are you in, so you're in season three. Mm-hmm. I just started season three. What do you think of love? She's nuts. But like, don't you kind of love her? I don't know. I haven't decided. I, I love You love. know what's really interesting? Also, skip the next two minutes if you haven't watched you yet. Truly, if you haven't watched it yet, don't spoil it for yourself. I'm so happy that I didn't because I'm like really along for the ride. I fucking love it. So skip the next two minutes. Um, It's really interesting how they're writing it where Joe is like, she's a killer. How am I supposed to love a killer? And it's like, Joe, look in the mirror, my guy. <laughs> so it's like it's interesting because i see myself being like yeah she's nuts joe get away but then i'm like you're attracted to someone who represents the qualities that you don't like about yourself because you want the approval to love those things about yourself but Mm -hmm. you shouldn't because you're a murderer yeah oh my god i watched an interview with penn badgley last night when he was on colbert like a year ago and or two years ago and um he was saying he had a good point and i hadn't really thought about it in this way of how because like there are so many women in his dms being like i really want to like i want to date joe like da 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 yeah and he's like it's interesting from the standpoint of like people are so willing to forgive a white man for doing all of these awful things and that's his privilege where people wouldn't be so quick to forgive anybody else you know Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to hear him say that and like recognize the actor playing that character yeah which is i don't know i fucking he's amazing also his wife's name is domino have you seen her i've never seen anybody with the name domino i like that kind of i know i don't know why they just had a baby together last year anyway i've gone down a whole pen badgley rabbit hole um Penn Badgley sounds like a cartoon character. That's true. They both have strange names. Domino Domino and Penn. Huh. So I have a question for you that I keep forgetting to ask because I want to talk about it every week. Hold on. Let me pull it up so I don't phrase it incorrectly. Um, So this question has been kind of like going around TikTok and I've been seeing different people answering it. Mm. Um, And someone actually tagged us in it to like talk about it okay uh so the question is what's something a man has done for you that made you realize you were accepting and expecting way too little from men oh shit that's a really good question that's a really good question Mm -hmm. do you want to go first while i'm thinking about it um i have been thinking about it a lot too because it's really easy to get stuck on like all of the things someone did that you hated that made you feel terrible Mm. um 
But the things I can think of that Mr. Liz does, um, just from like day one of like meeting him, he's always been so considerate of Mm -hmm. everything. When we first started dating um, and he came over to my apartment, I was like, we were looking at like the plants I did have because I only had a few. And then I was telling him that I wanted more plants. And then like our next date, he brought me this big leafy plant and it was so cute I remember like freaking out I was like oh my god I like this guy so much and he like got me a gift I've not that's never happened I I don't know like it was just like a small and thoughtful gift like who doesn't love a plant yeah and it's really the little things somebody remembering something you've said goes such a long way Mm -hmm. and then he just he remembers all kinds of things about me we recreated so our third date we went to Portland together um and he we were like let's go back like and take the train because I had taken the train to go meet up with him he's like let's both take the train and kind of like recreate this date that we had a year ago so when we went to Portland he made me a Liz box (laughs) and he put all kinds of things he thought I would like in it and um like wrote me a sweet card and some of the things that were in the box so I love adventure time and um he got me that BMO plant holder yes, I was about so, to say. Cute. Uh, so cute and I was like how did how is this made so it's 3d printed and he found it on Etsy and then he got me a special candle that has my little like pet name on it and it's based off of my um astrology placements <laughs> And then he also got me this box that sits on my kitchen table. It's called the love box. And um, because words of uh, affirmation is my love language. And like um, some mornings, like a few mornings each week, he'll send me a little message mm -hmm, to my box. And it'll like one of his favorite formats is doing a poem. (laughs) It'll be like roses are red, violets are blue. And then he'll make up like some uh, like other two sentences that rhyme and they usually say something silly so he yeah he does all these just like small things oh and then like if I'm cooking um he always helps like he doesn't have to but I also don't have to cook for him but he always helps me cook in the kitchen yeah and I I also realized like in my past relationships I haven't wanted to like, I haven't cared nearly as much as I care in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I never made meals for any other person I've dated. Yeah. Um, and they also weren't appreciative. They didn't help me clean up. I don't know. Yeah. He just, like, will do small... Like, if he knows I'm overwhelmed, he'll do, like, really small things to just make my day easier. Just, like, common courtesy stuff that, like, yeah. we're not used to. Yeah, just whole, thoughtful things. The whole point of the question is, yeah. like, what have we been accepting for way too long? Well, so, comparatively, um, the guy that I forget I dated, I remember... So, like, he has a car, and he doesn't use it super often, but it's, like, parked in his lot. And we didn't live too far from each other, but um, there was one day where, like, it, w- <laughs> it was dumping rain, and it was windy, and all of the buses were delayed. Um, and I was, like, I'd, I could have walked back, but um, just since it was so cold and rainy and I was, like, wearing a dress, I was just, like, complaining that, the weather sucked and then he was like oh that sucks let me know when you get home and 
Oh he, my God. I like brought that up and I was like, you live like five minutes away from the light rail. You could have just like picked me up and dropped me off. And then he was like, I hadn't even thought of that. And I was like, it's not that you didn't do it. It's just that you didn't think of That's, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was moving, um, he was like, cause I met him when I lived in my really old small apartment and then like the very first one <laughs> they both were small but you're like um, you're like the shoebox one yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the uh what are those called micro studios oh i was living my in a micro God. studio it's fucking ridiculous so when i thing. when i moved from that to a studio my other studio um the first one we started recording in oh. uh he was like okay well like good luck moving like didn't volunteer to help me move like didn't even offer his car some people are just so deep in like their own world. They mm-hmm. they aren't capable of like considering other people. And that's like the bare minimum. Yeah. And then when I like listed these things for him, he seemed like shocked. Right. And then he's like, "Oh, I'll like try a lot harder." But by that point, I was like, "This is what I like need and want in a relationship, and I just like don't think you can do those things." And mm-hmm. I was like, "There's nothing wrong with that. Like maybe the right person for you has different needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe the right person for you doesn't need what I need. Yeah. And like you can meet those needs. Totally. And I just don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to think about it because it's like everybody does have different needs. Like some that might not be important to some people, but if it's important to you, then like, and it's truly not a lot to ask. Yeah. You shouldn't accept less. And it's also like, um, these, these aren't demands, you know? No. Like, um, the things that Mr. Liz and I do for each other are entirely voluntary. Yeah. We do them because we'll know, we know it'll make the, the other person happy. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good feeling. Like, I don't do anything for him because I feel obligated to. Yeah. Everything I do is because I want to. Mm-hmm. And I know he feels the same way because, like, if I want him to do something and he says he doesn't want to do it, like... I'm not going to keep bothering him. I'm not going to pester him. I respect his boundaries. And there's a huge difference between like someone not wanting to do something that like makes them uncomfortable versus like not wanting to do something because they don't care. Yes. Like I kept bothering him. I'm here like tickling my mouth. I kept bothering him to (laughs) come to my gym with me because I'm going to I'll get 10% off if he comes once a month. (laughs) <laughs> now I'm bothering Amelia about I'm not it. Doing it but because my um my trainer was like uh was like yeah if you start bringing him because he came to one class on my birthday <laughs> and it was arguably the hardest class I've ever been <laughs> to but um he was like I'm not doing that Liz and I was like fine <laughs> but I was like please I'll save money and he was like I'm not I don't want to do that when you like, texted me and was like you were like I'll, I'll get 10% off if you come I'm like I'll just honestly my first thought was you like I'll just do pay a you yoga off. class with me okay I'll go to a <laughs> yoga class with yeah you. I do want to meet your your instructor yeah there's Does a couple I'm friends with um sometimes hey yeah sometimes he listens and uh we were on his Spotify wrapped. Oh, fuck yeah. And he likes to bring it up at the end of class and everyone looks at me like I'm a celebrity. Like, who is she? <gasps> so I love yeah. that he brings it up. Oh my God, <laughs> fuck yes. Oh, I'm a big fan of his. He's also nice to look at. So I'll come to a yoga class. Does he teach the yoga classes? <laughs> no. God damn it. Does he only teach like the hit classes? Yes. I guess I'm never going to meet you, but uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> he teaches the hard classes. 
<laughs> that's why i like me. going he's the first instructor i ever had there um but to pass the question back yeah, off to you I mean, hearing you talk was like really helpful um yeah i mean like i toward the end of my relationship with my ex like he was he was doing everything that i would want somebody to do which was really really difficult to leave <laughs> because it was like i finally got to a point with him where i was like we were like in a stride and like he knew what i needed and like before I got on anti-anxiety medication, I had like a very specific set of needs. Like I couldn't be in restaurants without having a panic attack. And like there was shit that like he had like worked out of like doing to manage my needs and I was doing the same for him. So when I entered the dating world, nobody knew that shit about me. And so that was a big thing. But then also just like the basic human decency shit went out the door. Like the first guy that I went on a date with out of my relationship didn't clean his room before I came over. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned that a couple times. And I was like, how fucking difficult is it? Just clean your fucking room. All eight years I was with my ex. Also, he would clean his like, room before I came over. If you like plan, like you're planning to go to his place. All right. I was staying the night there. And the we had first time Mr. Liz came over, I didn't know we were going to go back, <laughs> go back to my That's different. Place. If it's planned. It's if like, I planned it, it would be spotless. Um, right. I'm like, you're in the, you are in the impressing stage right now. Mm -hmm. Put in a mm -hmm. little bit of effort. So like, I feel like my, the shit that I was just accepting was like a function of just dating casually for so long. Um, and so I started dating more intentionally. Um, like a few people that I've, I've dated intentionally have been, Moscow is one of them, honestly. And like, um, obviously squints, um, the king squints, <laughs> they have like people like that have done things that magic man another one too like remembering things that i said and like putting forward like some sort of effort into like like remembering the little shit i've said this a hundred times but like remembering little shit goes such a long way um and the first thing that came to mind was when um i got a promotion at work and it was right after my first date with squints and he remembered that i ordered a martini a dirty martini at the bar and so our second date was i went over to the house that he was house sitting and he got gray goose and like dirty martini stuff and he was like we're gonna celebrate i got dirty martini stuff and it was like i wanted to sob i was like so when you remember something i said you know <laughs> especially after just like a first date or something yeah it was just a second or date. just so early on it was so early on and like he just like and he wasn't doing it to be like look what I did. You know, he was just like, mm -hmm. you ordered this. And so I thought you would like it. And that same night, or maybe it was the next night, he, um, that's such a good point too. Like doing something because you want to be rewarded for it versus yeah. doing something just because you know, it's going to make that person happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was like, I think it wasn't performative toward the end of my relationship with my ex. Like he was really kind of trying to salvage the relationship. Like when I was needing a break. So whatever he would do anything kind, he would like, really like rub it in my face um and now I'm realizing that's a way to make someone appreciate it <laughs> it was awful but now that I'm like like the tables kind of turn and then I was so desperately trying to get him back I was mm. rubbing shit in his face so I'm like I get when you're like in a moment of desperation it's like <laughs> that's fair ah! but it was still annoying I it just annoying. get combative when I'm in a moment of desperation <laughs> I'm it's like the same well there's no turning back I'm gonna make you feel bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have receipts about all the shitty things you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should we run through them one by one um no I uh it's 
now whenever anybody does anything and they don't want to wave it in my face i'm like oh my god like moscow when he um we had we were supposed to go out tuesday and then i had to move it to thursday and he had to drive up an hour and a half to see me and i didn't realize i thought he was already going to be in seattle um and he wasn't like oh yeah like i guess but like i'm gonna have to drive up you know he was he didn't say i didn't know that he had driven up until I was with him because he didn't want to like make it a big deal that he put in this effort. Yeah. It's shit like that. It's like whenever anybody does anything kind and they don't want to rub it in my face, I realize how often people do. And like that should, that should not be the case. Um, which was actually, I wanted to talk to you and I want to read it word for word. Cause this like leads into what I wanted to talk to you about. Is it on airplane mode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from you know my me. mistakes. Um, I read this thing that said, uh, it's a tweet. Um, the person is at blood slush with two H's at the end of slush. Love that. Yes. Toxic and abusive relationships are hard, but you know what else is hard? Your first healthy relationship after a toxic one. I think I liked that one too. Amazing. No one talks about how hard it is to unlearn all the toxic behaviors you adopted as a coping mechanism to convince yourself that you're safe now, which is so fucking true. And I'm realizing this through therapy, how it's going to start having a nosebleed. I know. I know. I sent this to Katie last night and I was like, whoa, because I'm in this right now where like I'm realizing that I'm starting to get deeper feelings for people that I'm dating outside of just like, yeah, like fucking because I've, I've had this like spiky exterior for so long because it's so much easier to not care. And I've always known that. Like, it's never been like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And it's just like, that's just how I am. I've always known it's like, I don't give a fuck because it's safer to not give a fuck. But now I'm at a point where it's like I've healed a lot of like the past trauma that I've been through. And like, I'm starting to notice myself getting more invested in people. But it's so much easier to not get emotionally involved because I don't want to go through the shit that I went through before. Like, I have like actual and i'm not saying this lately like i feel like i have like ptsd for my last relationship i i also think that you have been meeting your own needs so then yeah not as like a coping mechanism or anything you've been meeting your own needs and it's very hard to like let someone into a vulnerable place yeah because you're trusting them to meet your needs Mm -hmm. and when you do that there's like the opportunity for them to break your trust yeah so if you don't give them them that opportunity they're never going to break your trust because you never gave them the chance in the first place damn damn based you're that's so (laughs) true no that's that's a really good point it's like when you love someone you hand over all not all but a lot of like your control over your emotion and i don't like that because i uh, with my ex literally like every ounce of my emotion was dedicated to caring about that and I never want to get back to that place and I know I won't because I've been through that so I know that I can get back from it that was so like unprecedented in my life that like I didn't know how to work through it now I do and that's great everything's a lesson or a lesson but <laughs> like whenever I start to feel myself specifically right now it's squints I'm I mean he knows I don't need to be secretive about it like I'm worried about getting more <laughs> Liz Sorry, is looking I'm at the camera. He's he's such a gem and he's given me no reason to feel concerned about like allowing myself to like feel deeper about him. But like I've started to notice that I'm like doing these behaviors now where 
like I there there are traits that I didn't like about myself with my ex that I'm starting to notice me doing with squints like asking questions to like get more answers about like how was your night last night did you know anyone there you know like stuff like that and it's like Amelia like shut the fuck it's like you're fine and it's like it's it's coming from a different place it's more it's coming from like a like a habitual space now rather than like a caring space you're doing it to you're also doing it to protect yourself yeah and I don't want my therapist and I talk about that a lot where Mm. I'm like I don't know why I do shit like this and she's like you're doing it to protect yourself yeah interesting yeah the things that I've been doing that I don't well I don't do them anymore not even nearly as much as I used to but um the things that I mentioned them, I think, last episode of just, like, I would, like, look at, like, other people's profiles that Mr. Liz used to date and be like, meh, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I was – there was a girl that um, Squince's friends were trying to set him up with before we started dating. And you're like, who the fuck? She's so hot. Like – But th- also, you're so hot. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> you're like i know i love you so much thank you but she's like like banging bod like she's just like really pretty and like good friends with like all of his friends and that's an insecurity i've always had i had that with my ex like somebody that's like already in the group like super cool everybody like already approves i'm like if they're like a type of girl that uh has been like mean to you in the past too (laughs) yeah yeah true that's that's so fucking or like somehow like represents like that a type of person who's been mean to you yes, yeah totally totally but like it's i should uh, it's i'm realizing that i'm doing this kind of just like habitual shit that like i'm not actively like i I'm, i care about this because like i tr- i trust him whenever i like he'll say something sometimes that are like <laughs> didn't I tell you this? And I'm like, no, it was your other hoe. And <laughs> he's like, he's always like, I can only manage one woman at a time. <laughs> like, but it's like, I don't like, actually care. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's like a joke. It's very clearly a joke, but then I notice myself doing some sort of like, <laughs> it's a joke. And then you're like, but actually, why did you think you told me that? You didn't tell me that. You're like, who are you talking about? Maybe. Yeah. No, but hold no, on. No, now no. that we're on hold the topic, on. can we like, uh, on the tape back? <laughs> it's a joke. Unless. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Exactly. But maybe. But like this was this kind of goes back to your question that you asked. Because last night I was telling you this in the kitchen and then I stopped myself. Um, I was looking, I was sleuthing through Squince's Spotify to try to find gift ideas for Christmas. Um, and Spotify sleuthing is. Yeah. That's some other level shit it really and is i've been there but like he he is so music is so important to him and like he communicates a lot of how he's feeling through music and he like i think his major specifically was in poetry he's an english major but i'm pretty sure it was specifically Aww. in poetry and I so that. yeah yeah and so he's like very words are big for him so i was looking through his spotify being like what does he listen to what can i do with this and I saw three playlists. One was um, Wendy Peppercorn because we because of Squints. Um, so he named that for me, and that was one that he sent to me when we okay. first started dating. That's really cute. I know, and so <laughs> I knew about that one. But then there was one called um, Bobelia, which is something he calls me, and then Schmelio is another one that he calls me. There are three playlists that he had made, and I had only he had only sent me one. And I, I guess what like, if he just listens to them by himself? <laughs> That's so sweet, you know, when you're just like. 
daydreaming and you're like mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i saw them and i was like oh my god and then i was thinking like when i've liked people in the past and there have been things like that that i've like found or stumbled across i'm like oh they do like me but it was the first time that i've stumbled across that and been like oh and i know that he does you know what i mean it's like i didn't need that confirmation but it so it felt good in a different way. It's nice to know that someone is like thinking about you. Yeah. Regard like I, I I'm having a hard time explaining that feeling. Like I you already too. trust them and you like them and mm-hmm. like you don't need additional affirmation. So it's just like so delightful when you like stumble across something where you're like, oh my god, they're like they're thinking about me when I'm not around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I had a I struggled with this a lot when I started dating Mr. Liz of like I was like if he's not around me, he has object permanence and he like forgets I, I remember exist. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like a baby or something. Or <laughs> like, yeah, if she's not here, she's gone forever. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that's not what's going that's on. That's not the case. No. Yeah. Right. That's definitely not the case. And it feels so good to have somebody just do something nice because they want to and not because they yeah. feel like they need to. I always think like I know that some people are like, oh, they're just like people just show like the best signs of their relationship. But like sincerely, if someone stole my phone and read the conversations between me and Mr. Liz, they would murder us because they're just like i love you so much no i love you so much what do you want for dinner (laughs) you guys are in such a like a perfect like you guys are in the best phase of your relationship like i mean i I think everything from here on out is the best phase because it's like you have the honeymoon phase and then you have the rocky phase after the honeymoon Mm -hmm. phase and then once you get through that it's like the fun shit and i feel like you guys are in that right now you Uh, know each other really well i don't know low-key i think if we moved in together it would be a little rocky because we both are like well i think that that's for anybody you know especially me i've been living alone since i was like 23 so i'm like no one touch my shit i think just like (laughs) any uh, getting used to like any sort of change moving in together marriage like sharing finances kids those are Mm -hmm. like things that like make relationships rocky but i think like the getting to know each other shit and like knowing how each other operates knowing like what makes each other happy like this is the face that's a lot also we talk about things so um realistically that like none nothing is ever going to come as a surprise yeah to one of us yeah so i think it's just i don't know like we're we're just really like honest with each other but in a way that's really respectful yeah like Neither of us wants to hurt the other person's feelings. Yeah. Damn. After all of that serious conversation. We have to read that email that you told me not to read. Uh, we have a buck wild email. <laughs> I'm so excited. Liz texted it me. It is like, upsetting. Promise me you will not read the email we just got. And I Because haven't. I had to stop in the middle and like scream. Oh my because God. Because I was just like upset at what <gasps> I was I'm seeing. I'm so excited. Okay, pull it up. So this is from... A listener, obviously. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. It says crowdsourced information info requested on Pimp My Pussy episode, i.e. Borkum. Hi, Angels. First of all, thank you for your hilarious, raw, candid content and for making me feel like I'm hanging out with my best friends whenever I open Spotify. <laughs> Because of the holy hour, I know I'm never alone during this shitstorm of a year I've been having or that humanity as a whole has been having. Word. That is valuable beyond words. You are cherished. 
When listening to the Pimp My Pussy episode on my walk the other day, you requested info on why men want to come more, not as in have more orgasms, but just increase the volume or power of their loads, at least how that's <laughs> I inter- how I interpreted it. Yes, yep, you're correct. correct. <laughs> <laughs> it inspired me to share this cringe story about my ex who probably doesn't even know how to listen to a podcast, <laughs> let, a- let alone be dignified enough to find the holy hour. So I feel very confident that I can share the nickname he wears with pride and how he got oh it. Oh, my God. About three months into dating him, you know, the three-month mark, totally drunk on dopamine and convinced they're the one, he shares that his ex that he referred to a few times, let's call her the cousin, because that's what she was. No, shut the fuck up. His first cousin. No, 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 no. As in his dad's brother's daughter, (laughs) whom he did family camping trips with as a kid. (laughs) They'd lost touch over their teen years, but when he got a job in the town she lived in, he reached out for help finding a place to rent and she offered to spare him a room he told me that within a week of living together they couldn't resist the sexual attention and started sleeping together constantly what the fuck which turned into a very intense passionate love affair oh my god they enjoyed fucking each other so much that she'd even come to his job site on his lunch break and they'd take take a quad up into the bushes and squeeze in a bang <laughs> that is the most <laughs> southern america thing i've ever heard okay. One time they were doing it. So, one time they were doing so, and he blew his load in the snow next to them. Immediately after, he heard a cheering from the bushes, and he looked up to see his coworkers, who were all on the hill he was facing during ejaculation, and witnessed how incredibly large his load was. This was how he earned the nickname "him Chowder." This nickname filled him with unexplainable amounts of pride. Why? It shouldn't. <laughs> he ensured he ensured that the name followed him to every job, telling the story as often <gasps> as possible, only leaving out the fact that the girl is his first cousin. Fair. He's Fair. had stickers made. He even incorporated the name into the business he started. I'm upset. I'm upset. I am so upset. When I asked why he liked the nickname so much, he said something along the lines of thinking that it made him more of a man. Basically, his thick, to his thick skull, more cum equals more manliness. <clears throat> Every time he'd finish, he'd get me to look at how much he blew or say stuff like, Daddy's got a huge load for you, baby. Ah, no! More cum, more manliness, better at orgasming, etc., he even found out which foods made him have bigger loads. Kimchi flavored ramen, celery, and pineapple sparkle for taste. <laughs> I'll continue <laughs> to live up to the legend of chowder. I roll emoji. To him, if your load doesn't look like a bowl of chowder, you aren't doing it right. That feels like Sir, a medical issue. If, yeah, if your cum looks like a bowl of chowder, you need to go to a hospital. <laughs> what the fuck? How thick is your cum, my dude? That feels like it hurts coming out. Are you dehydrated? Drink more water, my guy. It's all from all that ramen. There's a lot of sodium in that. I'm upset. <laughs> I hope that story provided you with some clarity about your inquiry about why men want to have more cum. But also, I hope it doesn't, because I hope he doesn't represent a large quantity of people with penises, for reasons including aside from this chowder story. (laughs) Love you, ladies, and love the pod. Keep up the good work. (laughs) Splash emoji. I... 
when I got to the punchline of chowder, I almost threw my laptop. No, I was I, like, ah! they lost me. They lost me at first cousin. I, I I was like, first cousin is a fucking plot twist. Well, there's your cousin and then there's your first cousin. No, <laughs> no Karen, that's not how that works. And then the fact that he was hitting it raw. He was hitting it raw with his cousin. <laughs> No, the camera, the camera just died. I'm glad that we caught all of this <laughs> on <laughs> camera too. up to this point. Holy fucking shit. I know. It's upsetting. There's so many upsetting parts of this there's, story. There's just, at no point does it get better. No. Like, it just gets worse and worse and worse and then it ends. There's just layers. Like the chowder part would be awful by itself, but the fact that it's his cousin it's his and f- the fact that he's named a business around it, he's I, had stickers made and he has pride in the fact that his thick ass cum was witnessed by his fucking coworkers. I just... I here. I wonder where the listener is from. <laughs> I mean... Insane. In... What is it? What's the state this that everyone like says they fuck their cousins? Alabama. Okay. Alabama. <laughs> you have that on lock. You're like, Al- Al- it's Alabama. <laughs> Holy it's shit. Just, uh, is it out? Al- I think it's Alabama. It must be or Alabama. Or is it Arkansas? Arkansas doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm convinced. I tweeted this and like I almost started a full riot. People are like, I live in Little Rock. I'm like, Do you're you? lying. Yeah. Fine. That that's what fun. That's what they want you to think. Right. <laughs> um yeah so that is this listener email that i just i wanted to i'm i wanted i wanted to witness someone freaking out as much as i was freaking out when i first read it it was shocking i'm tired that made me tired to read (laughs) wow thank you so much for sharing that i um don't eat chowder from anywhere. I hope chowder <laughs> does listen to this podcast. What the fuck is wrong with you, chowder? What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, you sound like you have, there's a medical emergency at hand here. And I'm. I'm you, concerned he comes into whatever chowder he's making. Although I hope he's not making any chowder. Uh, <laughs> so to speak. What if his business is a chowder company? No, that's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. I hope it's not. We're going to top that off with a sex fact of the week. Sex fact of the week. Oh, sorry. I don't know why. I just, I, I kind of, I took the reins on that one. I'm glad, I'm glad you did. Thank you. Because I was having a brain fart thinking about chowder. Honestly, that story, we have been receiving some shocking stories and they've been gross and amazing. This I kind of love them. This is turning into a horror podcast in <laughs> a way we would, wouldn't have predicted. <laughs> I'm happy that this is taking on a life of its own, though. Yeah. You know? I hope someone who films movies and writes scripts is listening, and they based... <laughs> and the film will be called Chowder. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking maybe they would base it off of multiple stories that we've heard. Oh. <laughs> For sure. No, actually, we've we, read. we hear some fucking crazy fucking stories on this podcast, and I'm so grateful that we are the receivers of it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from um, Soatan Live. It's a Canadian website. It's either a Canadian website or a New Zealand website. I'm, I'm getting mixed signals. Um, in a bizarre experiment, 
266 men were recruited from across the socioeconomic spectrum. They were each then shown pictures of five women with varying breast sizes and asked to rate their attractiveness. By a wide margin, poorer men performed the women with comically large breasts, <laughs> while the rich men were cool with less top-heavy girls. Interestingly, the correlation remained consistent across the scale. The poorest liked the bigger breasts, the middle earners liked middle-sized breasts, and the top earners preferred tiny breasts. So I'm going to be getting a breast reduction. <laughs> Manifesting a rich husband. <laughs> I have big boobs. <laughs> I never wanted them. My back always hurts, it's especially really... as I get older. Wow. But that... I've heard that that happens. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. My back hurts because I sleep like this. I'm sure my back also <laughs> hurts because I have shitty posture, but I would like to blame it on my big boobs. And also, I think it's so cute when people don't have to wear a bra. I'm like, oh, I want to be that. <laughs> But it's expensive. Uh, well, so we I'm going to see if we don't can have get it covered by my insurance. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, speaking of covered by insurance, I got my armpit Botox, Liz. And actually, <gasps> it was covered by insurance? Yeah. If, I'm not bruised anymore. If insurance companies can cover Botox in your armpits. They can cover a breast reduction. Certainly they can. They're going to be like, no, but have you ever considered Mommy Milkies? <laughs> I'll be like, I Big haven't thought of that. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of being a big titty goth girl. I want to be a regular sized titty goth girl who doesn't have back problems. <laughs> I think that this fact is really interesting because the sample size is so small. Like 266 people. It's not a lot of people. I'm like, do they really? This is published somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Yeah. To, that is not a lot of people. No. Also, I wonder where. Right. Yeah. So if it was in Canada or New Zealand. And were we looking at like like pay stubs or were people like maybe lying about their income we don't know i need i need to know the controls of this experiment anyway that's what that's what it said we're just don't shoot the messenger yeah i always participate in um surveys come load oh yeah me too just to try and hump out so, so, that's you're good for your community liz <laughs> thanks i like to do my part <laughs> i like to do surveys Oh my god. All right. Well, with that, we have been talking for a really long time. What, what's, what's the time? One, one twenty-four. Oh, that's, that's kind of standard. Yeah, I'm just tired. Standard. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, we, we love you. We love you. Our children. Our children. That was pretty good. You harmonized with me. I've been doing a terrible job lately. That is, I did harmonize with you. Yeah. That's exciting. Wow. That's a perfect note to end it on, literally. <laughs>
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.